Hey guys, what's up? It's Lizzie Jane. We are back with another episode this week. I am so happy and excited that I finally got to sit down with Nicole. Her project is Zen Selecta. She is absolutely amazing. We've actually known each other for quite some time. She was in Atlanta. I was in Orlando, Florida. We both had tons of mutually beneficial friends like played bass night in Orlando if you know what that is shout out and this was like 2018 2017 maybe and it was really cool because she was one of the first females that I had ever really seen DJ in a capacity where I kind of looked inward and was like you could do this she is still riding strong in the experimental wavelength at that time it was definitely such an underground sound and now as we talk about in the podcast it's become a bit more well known and quote unquote mainstream if you will and we talk about the development of that you know crowds and fans growing with the sound you know a lot of that is an testament to Closey and Wakan and Grizz and Subcarbon and everyone in between. But yeah, let's just hop in. She had a killer headline at Cervantes Ballroom in Denver. We spoke briefly after. And next time she comes back, we're going to sit down, have some drinks and go on forever because there's so much more we could have talked about. But if you have not checked out Zen Selecta, please check out her music. She is on tour everywhere right now. Um, She has some really big shows coming up with Grizz. Pretty Lights and Closey, um, which are all huge inspirations of hers. So it's so exciting to see things coming full circle. Without further ado, this is Lizzie Jane, and you're tuning into my podcast with Zen Selecta. Hey guys, so lately I've seen a ton of larger shows I've been playing at that a lot of these festivals and venues are no longer allowing bags that are not clear. Well, guess what? Lunchbox Packs is coming in clutch again. They have just stepped up their anti-theft bags by releasing a fully clear hydration pack and snack pack. This is an absolute game changer for your summer festivals and events. Each bag is made out of TPU material that is incredibly durable, flexible, and made to not alter under extreme sun exposure over time. You also have the option to bring a skin in your bag on the way in, and once you're through that security line, you can zip on your skin for privacy of your belongings and to add some extra personalized fun flair. These hydration packs meet the majority of all festival regulations and guidelines. As always, these packs have all of the awesome anti-theft features as the original hydration and snack packs. Make sure you use code LizzieJane for $10 off any hydration pack and code LizzieJ for $5 off any snack pack. I will see you at the rave. The show today was brought to you by Vitaplur E-Boost Gum. With no pill to take or powders to mix, Vitaplur E-Boost Gum is a first-of-its-kind energy rave supplement that provides magnesium, electrolytes, and antioxidants while you chew. Vitaplur is the perfect complement to my active lifestyle, whether it's at the festival, on the road touring, or hitting the gym. Chew Vitaplur and dance with confidence. 
Use code Lizzie Jane for 10% off any order. Let's hop into it. Let's do it. Is are we are we live? We're live. We're I love live. it. Yes, I'm Nicole. so happy to be here with you. Oh, yes. I'm so happy we got to do this. Oh, yeah. Do I need to be talking into the mic? No, or? I got everything <clears> covered. <throat> sweet, this is sweet. just like atmospherical. Eventually, one day, I want like the conversation we were just having with the sponsor. I want to like be able to go in, put the headphones on. It'd be okay. like legit as fuck. Oh, but yeah. Right now, we, Girl, have, we have the ice toe products. You're we have so legit. And we're, we're you're so official. There. All you need is a whistle. Right? I love <laughs> it. You just had a headline show yes. in Denver, which you come to quite often for being an East Coast artist. Yeah. They love you It might here. be like my sixth or seventh time. I'm super grateful, yeah. I just feel like the music you make and the music you spin is yeah. very Denver-esque. Totally. It resonates with the Denver crowd really well. Absolutely. And I resonate with the Denver crowd because they just get it. Like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, it was so great playing for them. You know, I just feel like everyone's so open. I would say most crowds are, but like maybe Denver just a little more, yeah. Denver's always been ahead of the curve. When I moved out here, not only was I like very taken back by the music scene in general, just because it's so large. Like I was aware we had, you know, Red Rocks and Mission and stuff like that. For sure. But all of these small, not even clubs, I would say, like music venues that these kids love. And Cervantes is very much so, like I talked with Maddie O'Neill and she had been playing there like since they did like the 30 seconds or 60 seconds of fame and you would go up and spin for like 15 minutes. I didn't even know about that. It's wild. When Like early days. Early, early, early days. And so they've been around forever. forever. It's just like. Forever. It's like the homie venue. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's that. what everyone says. Cervantes right. is exactly. the family homie yeah. venue that... Every city needs one. Every city needs one. Yeah. Every city doesn't have one necessarily. That's so true. And people who know Denver music mm-hmm. know of Cervantes. Absolutely. And it was an honor. Yeah. Like, I guess the last time I played there, I opened for Kill Smith. And like, I remember they mentioned, they're like, oh yeah, you're next to headline. I was like... <clears throat> no way I was like yeah right like maybe in like five years and then it just kind of like it came up so quick like isn't that crazy it is crazy uh I was actually just telling one of the openers I was like you know you want to become successful like obviously but then it like then it's like here and you're like oh wow like I'm headlining my own show and it's like all this pressure and you're like whoa it's this whole nother realm of it's it's so everybody's journey is so different for sure and I think there's definitely acts where you know they play support on these massive 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 shows and that in its right is super fucking dope oh absolutely but the second you have a little bit of excess pressure Mm -hmm. on your shoulders that it's your show it's your creative vision you get to choose Mm -hmm. how much you want to invest in regards of production or pyro or co2 that was my first time actually ever dealing with that side of it like investing in production i curated the whole lineup which was like incredible isn't that cool it's like you're a talent buyer you're your own talent buyer right and it's that's actually like you know i want to do that like obviously all these artists that i look up to they're that's what they're doing you know all these curated events Mm -hmm. like that's i want to get there and i finally got like my first taste of that and i was like this rocks yes you know (laughs) because it's so and especially in your subgenre of yeah. electronic music, it's so important. I feel like setting the tone and like the dynamic energy of the whole night. For sure. Especially somewhere like Denver, yeah. where I would say fans and attendees are more educated than most. Totally. Having a proper lineup is like essential for like a yeah. successful night. And yeah. and what you said on like artist curated events. We see those more than we've ever seen them before. Yeah. And, you know, it, it kind of goes to, okay, are they kind of 
you know, still going to do their festival headline slots and then they do this on their own. But it's exactly what you just said. It's that power to curate like a whole experience. Right. And like put on people that might be underground, but they're your friends Mm -hmm. and you know that they deserve the opportunity. Like I was so happy. Like one of the artists, it was their first time in Denver and I was able to like facilitate that. It just, it was so wholesome, you know? So I'm, I, I, I just could not be happier with like the turnout and everything. And now the goal is to like come back and do it in a bigger room or come back and do it with bigger production. I can't even imagine a bigger room or right take now, it elsewhere, but like, you know, totally you know, somewhere no, like absolutely. Atlanta doing the same thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like actually that is something I've been talking about with my agent. So Atlanta has like a lot of homey venues. I would say the primary homey venue though is called aisle five. Okay. Which is where I played it's kind of like where I had like my first shot. Mm-hmm. Like I got to know a promoter, promoter. They gave me my first opportunity there. It's like kind of where I came up. So yeah. to be talking with my agent about like coming back to do a headline there is like so full circle. It's always yeah. very special. Like that one yeah. place that you were kind of considered like a yeah. local DJ. And that was like the Ritz for you, right? Yep. And it was the Ritz for me. And it's like having those love moments. You're just like, oh, wow. And it's yeah. things that you didn't think were necessarily obtainable until you reached that moment. And then it's so easy to get lost and always moving forward. Okay, we did that. Let's cross it off. Well, now I'm thinking about this. Well, now I'm thinking about this. Instead of, Mm -hmm. oh my God, when I was DJing with 40 ounce cold or if I was DJing in aisle five and doing these like literally homey shows. I mean, we're in an art gallery. Remember when it was Haneo? I think it was Oh Haneo. my God, yes. The Contemporary I thought it was like Center. Now, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like the Contemporary oh, I remember Center I played a show there. In, in Orlando. Right. And it's like literally just homies, you know, yeah. people who love the music, but it's really for the culture. And you think about doing these things and being on these lineups and having these opportunities mm-hmm. and you're like, maybe someday. Right. And then it comes with like work ethic and diligence and a vision exactly. and all of that stuff that has to fall into place. Right. It's like, if you don't quit and you have the right team and the right people on your side, which definitely takes a while to figure out, you have to be so it patient. It took a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then it happens. I know. And it it's really almost does. hard to believe for me. Like I you just have in so shock. many different right. like parts of your journey. Yeah. And like, I know, like, I know, like I was like super tapped into you when I was in Florida. And then like, nice. I feel like, experimental like 140 is like what got me into EDM like period and I don't know if it was because of like living in Orlando and Orlando had such like a deep like before it was even I don't it's hard to say it's mainstream now but it's such a bigger crowd for it for sure whether it's like oh con guys or the truth guys or like all of these like labels pushing that sound some UK guys coming over to the states yes you know it's wild to see this subgenre that people used to consider like heady and wookie and For like sure. not really mainstream god i remember the first time that like yeti got booked at ritz right, and i was like right. is is the like simulation glitching like right. what's going on it makes me so happy like for example an artist like hamdi maybe yeah, yeah you know oh, yeah. like Cause I have thought about it to myself. Like there were some years ago where I was like, man, like, you know, I really want to make a difference with music, but I know like my music's pretty underground and niche, like, but I want to travel the world. And I'm like, is this like a possibility for me in my niche? And then like, I've seen, I've seen it blow up artists like Hamdi doing world tours. And I'm like, okay, like this is, this is possible. Fucking crazy shit. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Right. So I'm like, okay, this is possible. Like another one of my biggest inspirations, Sakaria, like also just went back to back with Skrillex. I'm like, okay, like it's happening. It's yeah. 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 It's it's very much so happening. And there's, there's something about sitting in 140 where like 
you bring so much energy to your sets. And I know, especially still now, even with more people like making that kind of music and making the experimental underground shit, like you still have to crate dig. Like you're still like going in the dark hole, in the black hole, in the SoundCloud, like depths of dungeons. I'm such a digger. Yeah. Like go through like (laughs) your process with me. Like when you kind of, I guess, start to like formulate your sets. For sure. Like DJing has always been like very much so like your thing. Like curating. It is. It is. I am a DJ first, producer second. Although, you know, I'm very much working on like honing in all my production skills and I do want it to be an equal thing. Mm -hmm. Like, but like, I am a DJ I first. Think everyone like, has one or the other. For like, sure. Hey, we're here, like, we're like here. they lean a certain and then way. They both come up. Yep. No doubt, no doubt. But yeah, I guess I just kind of like think about all right, where am I going to play? Right. And like what kind of vibe I want to present. Um, but I just start the dig. Like, <laughs> and no, for sure. Yeah. And I hit up like my homies and I'm just like, yo, send me some of your shit because I always want to put on my friends. Um, but I just, I kind of go down the rabbit hole. I create like a huge playlist. Yeah. Um, and then I just kind of like pick from there what I think is going to like line up with my vision for this show. Mm-hmm. And I just start practicing transitions and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. Is every show so, like a little bit different for you? So, yes, for sure. But I will say like I do put a lot of work into like curating sets. So a lot of times I will plays like same material in different Mm -hmm. cities. Like I actually used to like, I used to tear myself apart because I was like, I can't play the same set in this city. Like they're going to crazy. I would, I would drive me crazy, but now I'm like, no, like I worked hard on this material. Like people do want to hear that. Like, and nobody knows my material. Like I do like the back of my hand, like, and it's in different cities too. So it's like, I know a lot of people that DJ on the fly and I, and I respect that. I do that a lot too, but like personally, like I really have a vision that I'm trying to present to people. And so I typically stay true to that. Yes. Um, but of course, like if I feel like the crowd isn't feeling something like I'll switch it up in the moment, but for the most part, yeah. If you're part of the right lineup, I feel like that very rarely happens. You're like, I'm where I need to be. Like I'm on this curated lineup and especially like, with the taste of music that you produce, like right. as an attendee, you either have to have an open mind or you know what you're walking into. Exactly. You know, it's not an open format type of situation no. at all. No, exactly. So absolutely. I, I definitely plan out my sets and practice them. I feel like yeah. everybody does. Like honestly, like when right. I, I – there's very few individuals – that especially if they're producer first, DJ second, right. walk on stage and they're like, oh, this is, you know, we're just going to go for it. Because then it's like, you almost don't get to enjoy yourself to a certain extent on stage. You're like freaking out about what's next. And that energy, especially like so many comments I see about you, like so much feedback. Like yeah. I jam your sets all the time in the Thanks, gym, babe. which I love because <laughs> like love UK Grime, love the one for yes. like love yes. that whole situation. But it's like your energy sets the tone for the room. And if you're having to like do this prep work, like while you're in the act, it's very difficult. <laughs> I'm, you know, I have to be honest. Like if you're going to wing it, like, I don't, sometimes I can notice, yeah. like, yes. I'm just like, it's kind of what's going to set you apart from someone else that maybe didn't like put that time in. Yeah. And that's just how I feel about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like you definitely, I mean, at this point, it's just crazy seeing projects like yours, like projects we kind of know from like the Southeast, like 
really becoming nationally touring acts, which is so it's exciting because yeah. everybody's kind of like, you've put your work in, you've gone through right. your ups and downs. It's yes. never a gradual climb. Right, like, right. And, and it's just, it's insane. Yeah, I do really feel like now more than ever, I'm seeing like a lot of like the work like pay off. I mean, I've been doing this for seven years, you mm-hmm. know, like, and it is People so People don't beautiful. realize ever, right, ever. right, right, right. No, but yeah, I have gotten some comments though. Like people are like, oh, it's a pre-planned set. Like, oh, she's not even doing anything. I'm like, dude, like the second you get hate comments, you go, okay, I'm doing something right. Yeah, right. right." So yeah, so kind of like with the climb, I've like noticed more hate comments and I'm just like, hmm. But I'm, I've gotten to a point, like I'm at such peace. Yeah. Like I am at peace right now. Like I feel so happy with like who I am. I'm like tunnel vision on like, my own vision like yeah. it just does not phase me and yeah. like it's I want that, I want that for everybody because they want yeah. it to phase you and, and I think it's right. really that's definitely something that I've struggled with and especially it's like being totally. on camera whether I it's know. criticism to your music or this I or know. collabing with someone oh, they oh did the we all thing, struggle with it da, 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 da. Oh, it for takes sure. such a mental fortitude literally to get to that place but then once you reach that place you're like I just don't have the time for it. I don't have the energy for Absolutely it. Like not. I'm, I'm like existing at a bit of a higher wavelength where, and I think a that lot of that part, just comes with yeah. growing up in general and like seeing That's so much so of what's going on in the industry and like learning so yeah. much. Like I think about what I knew about right? six, seven years ago right. and you go, holy fuck, I was naive, but, like, you had this, like, dreamer's eye and, like, For you know, sure. you cared about what everybody said and you wanted to make everybody happy. Right. And, da, da, da. and now exactly. it's, like, you almost, I'm, like, someone where it's, like, I'd rather have a smaller fan base that's super dedicated that really fucks with me Absolutely. than trying to please everybody because it's never going to happen. You're never going to please everybody. Yeah, so, no, I, I totally agree, babe. And, and you really grew in, like, the southeast region and now you're working with Mind Warp, right? Yes. And they're out here. So tell sure. me about how you guys kind of came into play. Cause I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, how many different teams and artists, you know, may work with, especially <clears throat> yeah. being a female, being younger, doing everything on your own. And yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's very rare that you start with somebody that you end with. I've seen that in very oh, of few course. situations. For sure, for and sure. I think the mind work guys are great. They really Same. have a stockpile I'm so of stoked. talent and it's, and it's dope. It's, it's outstanding. Cool. Yeah. Um, I've always like, been wanting to manifest like a solid team in my corner um I've been with the same agent since like 2017 he's awesome his name is Sam shout out Sam um right but so I started working with Blake he's my current manager about maybe two and a half years ago and he was he was a part of one company then he ended up going solo okay and we just kind of been going hard together learning the ins and outs of the industry like um, I don't know how he had a connection to mind warp I think it was one of his clients actually He's booked with my got it, got uh, it. Kai Chimura. Okay, love yeah, it. yeah. Um, and so you know, it was kind of like that was like a big goal of his. Like he really wanted to work with them, and him and I, and like him and his other clients, like we just been going hard. Yeah, and just every day. Show I think up every they day. they finally were just like, hey, we noticed the hard work you've been putting in. Like it's time, come yeah. on over. Like let's you know. Let's and they added it. a bunch of like a whole new wave of artists to their roster with like a month ago. And yeah. We are so honored to be on the team. I yeah. love that. Absolutely. And it's like, I really have been trying to manifest that for a long time and to finally have it feels so good. It's yeah. important. It's, it's, it's hard because it's like your 
what I love about like EDM, DJ, producer, whatever, yeah. especially coming from like other collaborative art forms is like it really does sit on your shoulders. It's kind mm-hmm. of like you're either going to show up and do the work or you're not going to show up and do the work. But to have somebody on the back end that like reinforces those decisions, has For somebody sure. to like, because you think about like a band, you think about like four or five, six people right. bouncing creative ideas, Literally. coming up with brainstorming, yes. coming up with branding, content, whatever, whatever. And it's like, if you don't have anybody like, with you it's hard to be like yo is this gonna hit is this not gonna hit do you like this like can we can we vision this together and start on like the creative process so having just like a team of support system and I think it's just somebody who's super passionate about your project yes it feels so good to have someone that has your back like you can just call them at any time and have that advice I would say to anybody that doesn't have that right now like I would just lean on your like producer homies also patience yeah uh but like you know, get feedback, bounce off ideas from your your friends and yeah. all that. But so many things that exist now too. The Discords, the Reddits, right. You know, I haven't gotten into Discord. I Discord's really want shit. to. Discord, Discord's something that can take up twenty four seven of your day. Okay, so you well, definitely have to be I, like. I feel like you're I'm always behind. So, oh my god! Yeah, I feel like I'm behind. already so consumed with like trying to keep up with like like Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, and how Facebook. do you do that? I always like asking people. Right. I always feel like I'm, I'm either on it. Or I'm not on it. And then when I'm not on it, I'm like, oh, you need to be on it. And then I'm on it. And I'm just like, is this really like it? Like, no. No, no. (laughs) no. But like, it is, it is such a great tool at our disposal, a free tool to use. Like, but yeah, it is really cool. Things like the, like Patreon and Discord. Mm -hmm. Like, I really want to get into it. But you know, one thing at a time. Oh, absolutely. Right, right. For sure. I think being an artist are you, you on tiktok to, i'm on i'm on tiktok yeah, oh i love tiktok love yeah it. you do oh, no no oh yeah <laughs> right no, no it's but, something i was like oh i feel like i should use it because it's like why that it's a great not, it's a great like, tool for sure but it's one of those things where i've spoken with like speaking of we were talking about how you have a show coming up with grizz there's a girl that goes by the name of liz haggerty and okay. she does all of his events like tiktoks and like okay. travels with him has done like him, Ella Stream, like a lot of those bigger guys. Mm. And having her on was like such an enlightening conversation just in the fact that she's so like with TikTok, it's one of those things where like a lot of artists kind of like hesitantly place their foot in. They're like, oh, like I'm going to try for a week. I'm going to post once a day. And she's like, they just like, they just like go through. They don't like get on the train and go like through and out. Cause she's like the sooner that you like check off all of these boxes and keep that consistency going totally and building that fan base. She's like, you get to the other side and then you maintain, but she's like, it's it's so difficult for artists that aren't necessarily built with that. Like, content sense of mind where it's like totally. me like I look like a dungeon rat when I'm producing you know like it's like oh messy bun like I'm out of like I'm in sweatpants I'm in a hoodie like Girl, I don't want to yes. put a camera on me <laughs> I'm bumming it no for sure <laughs> you, know? you know absolutely I actually did like my first like kind of like content video content I know I think you saw was it was first Cervantes yeah yes, yes, that yes, was yes, like yes. my first like kind of go at like like a promo reel and it went really well I'm actually like super into comedy and skits and like I think that I want to like try that yeah route. like I I love it I've actually always wanted to like film skits like I with love my that. sister we're you have super to do what into works comedy for you you have to do for something sure. that you're passionate about right. or you're gonna hate it you're going to exactly. be like, I can't do this. Exactly. This is making me pull my hair out. Right. And so you have to like 
Yeah. If you love mm-hmm. that shit. And especially too, it like makes it entertaining. And you're right. like, I'm having fun. Totally. You're having fun. Totally. Come have fun at my show. And I was still nervous. Like yes. I was nervous doing it. You know, we did a few takes yeah. and all of that. But like it was so gratifying. Like once I did it and it went well, I was like, oh, like, well, you I can see, do this. And yeah. it's, it's hard because I feel like the moment that likes were invented it fucked all of our minds up (laughs) but you see the difference in engagement and like especially on a platform like instagram where we're only reaching like a percentage of our followers now which sucks it's like a very pay-to-play kind of platform which i'm not that type of person i'm like i just want to grow organically and like i'll play in the algorithm but i don't feel like throwing money at a reel no Um, no doing shit where you're in your studio and like where you're like hype and like people see that like fourth wall broken down right they love it they love it people love it they eat it up yeah (laughs) yeah no it is important um to kind of break down that wall like kind of give your fans an inside look on maybe your personal life just a touch you know I think it does help but I've kind of grown to I've, I've kind of grown to enjoy it but I will say it is so time consuming like it multiple took me takes, and then you figure out the takes, angles and you're like, the oh. editing, the whatever, mm-hmm. you know, so it's super time consuming. So it would be really helpful. I've been thinking about like potentially bringing in like a media manager or just someone to help me with ideas. Yeah. Um, a ton of artists. Because I just that. want to focus on the music, girl. Like. Amen. Yeah. I don't mind doing it. All but, day. Right. And, and it's hard because you wake up and it's like this thing where music should be <clears> first. <throat> you know, it should be first right. and it should be on first on your mind. But then it's like in the back of your head, you're like, oh my God, wait, like I have these emails and then I have to announce the show and then I have to like maybe record a story for this show and then That's I have a, a set coming up. So I need to make new edits <laughs> and I need to like create dig. And Fence. then now yeah. it's right. 1 a.m. and like and I'm not I haven't in a eaten dinner. Space. <laughs> yep, I'm not in a creative space to work on this track that I woke up so pumped to work exactly. on. You go, okay, I'm gonna go through everything exactly. first. It should be reverse but then people don't like. You're not like that staying. It's so cringe for me to say. You're not like relevant. Just working in the studio. Like, I, I get don't it. know. No, no, no. It's I crazy. babe, I totally get it. And like, I've actually like thought to myself recently. I'm like. All right, I need to wake up and work on music, but then like be that like the first thing. But yes. but I'm also kind of someone that works better in the evening. All I am too. I am too. I am someone that also needs to work out in the morning, like do some kind of. Exercise. I was about to say it's yeah. like the gym, unless you go to the gym, and then right. when you go to the gym, you don't work on music first. Right. <laughs> exactly, but like actually, like I need to because it gets me in the right headspace for creating. Yes. I'm kind of like an anxious person. Um. But I have, like, my things that ground me. Like, I have all my practices that, like, help me, like, deal with it in a healthy way. Um, But, like, exercise is one of those things that's actually changed my life. Life. It's changed my life. Implementing it, like, every day, like, if I can, like, just some form. Yes. um, It is literally changed my life. And I think it's one of those things where I think it's starting to be prioritized more just as, like, the tides are changing. I never could conceptualize understanding how someone is like on the road in their studio doing all this stuff and you have no form to get all of this like anxiety out or like these like jitters out or like also people lean on unhealthy ways. Yeah. Or they, or it's like unhealthy ways. And it's like, then that comes to a point where the transparent discussion about touring, not Mm -hmm. sleeping, not having healthy options, you know, like it's unsustainable if you don't have that balance to when you're home having that routine 
doing, you know, doing the hikes, doing yeah. yoga, doing your gym sessions, yeah. like coming out here, like being in Florida, didn't really enjoy the humidity. So I wasn't uh-huh. like a huge outdoor individual, totally. but I loved weightlifting, loved all that shit. Nice. But out here, it's like, we have hikes, we have yes. mountain biking, we have, I love the yoga and they do yoga outside. Love and like, that. then you mix in the gym and it's like, while you're like living an active lifestyle mm-hmm. versus it being like a regimented thing, which also is great in itself. Right. But having, having just something to be out there. And I see that in all of the artists out here, which I fucking love. Like in Denver, they, you mean? Yeah. They nice. all love doing outdoor stuff. For sure. Like, you're right. Very actually, healthy yeah. like beings. Like you think of like totally or blank or like last mm-hmm. year's guys, like they all are like, yeah, like we moved out here to be like part of this like outdoorsy oh, shit sick. and like yeah. being healthy. And then when we go on tour, it's like we know what we're getting ourselves into. Absolutely. For sure. It's you need that baseline. You need that just grounding. Yeah. And it helps with like the progression. Yeah. Because if I sit down in front of my studio or in front of my computer and it's like I haven't done anything active for the day, I feel like my mind is going a million miles a second. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, you might as well just not do this right now. It's really hard for me to clear my mind sometimes. Yeah. When I sit down to produce and it, and, and the exercise really helps me get like in what do my you flow, for exercise? my flow state. So definitely yoga. Yes. Um, and then weight training. I, I take like, I have like this trainer on YouTube. She's awesome. What I like about her is like she does like 30 to 50 minute workouts. So it's like That's you're perfect. in and out. Yep. It's perfect. Yeah. We like, don't have time for two hours. We just don't. <laughs> I like, I've never been a huge gym person actually. It's like the whole drive into the gym and driving back. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's that part. And then you want to spend more time yeah. at the gym than you're actually driving to the gym. Right. And, and then I guess back. I got to think of my own workouts. So I, I really just like showing up to my home gym. This girl she lays it out for me. It's like, boom, boom, boom. It's incredible. She's also like super into mental health. So at the end of her workout, she'll kind of give you like a spiel, like pump you up and everything she says, like somehow just always lines up with like what I'm going through, you know? (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) I know. That's amazing. I know. So it's like, not only do I get like this awesome workout on, but then she like pumps me up for my day. Yeah. Like with like this, like kind of motivational speech. It's an all in one. Honestly, shout out to her. Sydney Cummings is her name. I was literally about check to say, out. I'm going to ask you for that Sydney link, Cummings, dude. that would be lovely. She's one of my, honestly, biggest inspirations. That's like, she's amazing. a badass woman. Like, I was, I got into her during uh, COVID. You really? Know? I started oh, doing yeah. workouts. And she's just taken off. I mean, like, I started doing her workouts when she had, like, I don't know, like 300,000 followers now, or subscribers now. She has over like 1 million. That's wild. Yeah. So anyway, she's incredible. And so I do that, hot yoga, and then running. Um, I I do love running. It's also really good for my mental. If I'm ever like going through it, I'm like, time to go run. Yep. (laughs) Music, music, my run. And then I always feel so much better afterwards. I think it's just one of those things like, I couldn't imagine not having exercise in my life. I don't know where my mental capacity would be. When you do run, yeah. like, what do you listen to? Do you listen to shit that you make or do you, like, listen to, like, other types of music? Yeah, so a lots of times I do listen to my mixes because, yes. um, I don't know, it's just, well, it's love my you shit, mix. you know? Like, I, like, I do. <laughs> it's so crazy because it's such a thing, especially, yeah. like, as you get older and as you kind of, like, mature, not only as yeah. a lover of electronic music, but also a producer. Right. Your tastes change. Yeah. You know? Like, they sure. may stay in that same subgenre, but they may go a little bit deeper into this hole or a little bit totally. deeper into this hole. Yeah. And then it comes to the point of, like, oh, fuck. Well, now I want to make this type of music. Yes. And here we are. Right. Da, 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 da. 
Um, so like everything you've been doing is very quickly coming to fruition, obviously after so many years of hard work and for sure, I think it, it's kind of like rule of thumb. If, if you get into this, like, especially like I do Patreon, I teach students and stuff. It's like, if you want to do this, do this. Yeah. You got to at least, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone's journey is different. For sure. I think TikTok has opened this window that's allowed people to really climb, you Mm -hmm. know, it'll be we're kind of in this hamster wheel right now, whether that's for longevity or for like a quick pop. That is you true. Know, can you actually sell tickets? Can for you actually sure. establish yourself in markets? Do right. people like fuck with you off the platform? Kind totally. Of deal? Right. And, but it's like five years minimum. I'm like, if you really want to see like some oh, growth absolutely. on yourself, like, like not only mastering your craft, understanding how to produce, understanding all this. And then you have to like, establish like what you want to sound like like what is your vision gonna be like mm-hmm. it's it's so cool because you're never gonna stop learning which I think is amazing about what we do like For it's sure. always gonna be intellectually challenging mm-hmm. but you can't look at this type of career path and think it's like a one-stop shop right it's just not I used to always actually put like a timeline on my success like I remember I like too. right I would look at other women Yep. that were doing what I was doing, yep. I would look at their age and I would same. say, by the time I'm 25, Wait, I want to be on this agency. Okay. By it the feels... time I'm 26, I want to do this. And it, it doesn't it's, work that way. Okay, right. It's good it to know. It's good to know. I mean, I figured I wasn't the only one that did yeah. this, but it is funny because, yeah, I'd, I'd be like, Rez age. Yep, and I think, I think she's like, I don't know, whatever. At the time I looked her up, she was like, Especially like 25 and like so successful. I'm like, okay, by 25, I'm, I'll be there. And yes. then- you know, 25 hits and you're like, I'm you're like, there. oh, fuck. <laughs> right, right, right. But it makes you reflect when you hit those like mile markers and yeah. you go, whipped cream was that person for me. And I would like oh, look and it's like, love her. you know, she was doing really heavy bass music. Yeah. And now her career has just like flourished in so many different ways. And yes. I'm like, it's not about a timeline. She's such an inspiration. She's, she's such an inspiration. And it's like, Putting yourself on a timeline, not only is it just going to stress you the fuck out, yeah. but the timeline doesn't ensure happiness and like, no. and like you being at one and like, there's so many different factors that happen in life, like financial stress, this, that family, Literally. boyfriend, girlfriend, da, 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 da. It can, it, and, and you have to live life. That's my thing too, is like, I felt like mm-hmm. I was a dungeon rat for a while where Same. it was like, all I would do is go out on the weekends, you know, Literally. be at shows. And then I was like learning how to produce and I was like making mixes and like had a residency. But then like, and like I was going to the gym, but like I was really just going to the gym to try and look good for every Friday. And it's like, you know, and it's like, that's not a great way to live life. No. Because life will pass you by and like, yeah, things will happen or things may not happen. And I think it was really just like a slap in the face when COVID happened. And you saw these really, really big artists kind of come out being like, holy fuck, like, I, I don't have maybe a significant other. I really am far away from my family. I don't really feel like I have friends because all my friends weren't really my friends. They were just my friends because they want to guess this yeah. or they wanted to be involved or yeah. da, da, da. That's a hard pill to swallow. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to fucking live my life like no. that. And it's crazy you say it because that was me. Yeah. Like, it was almost impossible for my family to, like, get me out of my studio. But, like, after so long of being a dungeon rat, like, I realized, like, this isn't productive. Like, I'm not being productive, being locking myself in my studio for 10 hours a day. Like, it wasn't as productive as if 
I actually let myself like go connect with people, go mm-hmm. do things that inspire me then to create my art, yes. you know? So you have to experience to go back and create. Literally. And if you're not experiencing anything, how can you expect to put anything of yourself into your music? Exactly. So that was a slap in the face for me too. And I have worked on my lifestyle and myself more than ever those last like three years and like and your I career really, kind of goes to it's wild it's exactly and I'm yeah. just like holy cow this is so beautiful like it hasn't been easy but like I'm it's just so beautiful and yeah. then like out of that what we were talking before we sat down mm-hmm. pretty light show yeah there is show yeah like yeah very <clears throat> big shows and I know you yes. were telling me pretty yes. lights has a very significant yeah. kind of representation honestly yeah so I guess my biggest show is coming up is opening for Pretty Lights at the Caverns, opening for Closey at the Eastern, and then doing that Ursa Major Grizz event. And like all three of these artists have had such an impact on my life, their music. You know, I used to go to all of their events when I was just starting out and like it's just come full circle now and I'm I'm still in shock about it, you know. <laughs> uh yeah. But I I do feel like, you know what? I'm like I I do deserve this. Like yes. You know, <laughs> absolutely. It's that imposter syndrome. Right. And especially I think it's, it's, I've definitely been able to like compress my syndrome a little bit as you go on because you're like, yes, I've put in the work. I've done this. Right. Like if anybody has shit to say, like all the people who have been with me since day one will literally will back me up that for me. Exactly. Like, and like, that's about where I'm at right now. Yes. You know, yes, yes. <laughs> definitely. And, and I don't, Unfortunately, I think in this day and age where, like, you have the keyboard warriors and, like, TikTok and all this stuff, you know, it's not necessarily going to get better on the comment front. Oh, no. You know? Oh, it's going to get much it's, worse. It's going to get much the, worse. The more successful you get, it, like, you yes. know, it'll get much worse. It, but how it happens. <clears throat> for sure. But that's why it is so important to be at peace with yourself and do that self-work that you might be putting off, like, because that's how you're going to lead a healthy life as an artist and – yeah. And creating like a community, which again, like mm-hmm. pretty lights, yes. Chris, Closey, I think yeah. like the foothold of every really A tier act, because, you know, we've been <clears> in this <throat> long enough to see acts come and acts go and like, no doubt. maybe they got no picked doubt. up a little too early and then sure. it really stunted their growth totally. or they didn't have the right team behind them. Mm-hmm. But, but the ones who've always stayed, yeah. like, you know, even though Pretty Lights did come back, you know, For you sure. think about his career beforehand, which was just astronomical. They Absolutely. all have this community that is yeah. like at the forefront. And I don't know who told me, but when I first started doing this, they were like, you can't choose your fans. You can just try and create the community in yes. which your fans are going to exist. And I feel like you I do use your like social media platform to be very like energy focused, positivity focused. Like Absolutely. you do communicate in that way. Yeah. And it seems like your fans really resonate with that. And yeah. like, you know, show up at shows with like that type of attitude, which you can't for sure. ask for more of because yeah. with electronic dance music, just being, mm-hmm. oh my God, like when we were 17, 18, you know, 15, 16, yeah. it was still bands, you know, it was the Vans Warped Tour, it was Rockville, it was yes. 97X and you had, you had EDM, but it was more for of sure. like an adult thing and whatever. And now it's everybody so from accessible. 13 to totally. 35 and you've got, it's <clears throat> taken over everything. Yeah. And with that, comes a large demographic of individuals that can really throw off the vibe. Yeah. (laughs) If you don't really try it, you know, and you you know, it's not. Attract the right people, you mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's not always in your control. 
But sure. I do feel like in your subgenre, mm-hmm. people do want to be there. And mm-hmm. and it's this very like creative community family yeah. vibe. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, this is such a stupid little phrase, but I do think your vibe attracts your tribe. Like yes. period. Like you are going to attract what you put out. So you should definitely intentionally try to put out the energy that you want to re- get reciprocated back to you. Yep. Um, I'm, I love my fan base. Like, I think they're all fucking awesome people. Yeah. But I definitely, um, you know, even with the creation of my project, I did kind of have a conscious approach to music. I definitely like, I want to make the world a better place. Like, I think what you do with your platform, with your podcast, that's a great, just you're helping, you help me like a lot. Like I just appreciate the it. conversations that you have with artists have given me awesome insight. And that's why I do. I want to, right. And I want to give back to our community as well. And I know I am, you know, just through my music, my performances and like speaking with people. But like, I also like, that's just a goal of mine is yeah. to have some sort of platform. And I'm, I'm not sure what that looks like yet. Not sure if it looks like discussions at festivals, you know, where it's like, um, I'm a workshop and like, and we talk about whatever, leading a healthy life as an artist, like, but I want that. um, So, but I feel like you do it every day and showing up because the way that you show up, not necessarily in person with your fans, because you can't really do that all the time. But right, the way right. that you show up for them on a broader platform like yeah. Instagram or like a TikTok, like Absolutely. you're setting an example. And I yeah. don't think yeah. artists realize – I think they do now more than ever. We're yeah. moving in the right direction. For sure. But artists don't realize the power that they have. Like I get it. Right. Like, you know, artists don't have stuff in politics and all that fucking fuzzy no, shit. for sure. Whatever, throw it out the window. Like every time, like I've always said, like the way that you hold yourself behind stage in a green room with industry professionals – to meeting people Huge. after shows Huge. and staying the extra 30 to 50 minutes to meet everybody yep. and sign yep. their shit to the way that you treat your openers to yep. the way that you, you know, maybe talk about something online. Like you are like low key, you know, you're not the president, but like you are under a microscope yeah. for what you do and Absolutely. you either choose to show up and, you know, be who you want to be. I mean, I'm all for people, especially in this, like, I do this because I don't have somebody over there where it's like somebody saying, oh, well, you can't say that or you can't do this. Like right. these are very transparent conversations, yeah. but it's kind of, it it really dictates like your character on how you handle like everyday things. And like people see that and you set an example for like your rave community that like for sure. follows you religiously. I've always said like, especially in bass music, mm-hmm. they will spend their last dollar on you. They will spend, right. you know, their last cent buying a t-shirt, buying merch. I know it because I've done the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we've all been in yeah, that position. <clears throat> and it's like sometimes it's easy to get your head lost in the clouds. But I am thankful because I feel like a lot of people in bass-orientated music are mm-hmm. just like really wholesome individuals. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, I agree that you don't really know the impact that you're having on your fans. And, but I think about the impact that my favorite artists have had on me and I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like I am doing that for someone else. Yeah. And so it is, it is just so important to keep that in mind, you know, in the way you present yourself. Absolutely. Because you don't know who you're inspiring and, you know, it's, that's, that's a beautiful, be that's exhausting. a beautiful thing. Yeah. Right. Yep. And right. that's, and that's why it's like, I was talking to Raven Scoon and he has like a very big social anxiety where he gets, you know, very like, 
Like when I show up, I want to be there 110%. But that's how you have to be. And it's like, and if you can't give that, don't show up. I no, see. Like you know? to your show? Like, or like, like to like like meet and greet, to like walking oh, around a festival or something right, where like right, he right, gets right, like right. these crazy crowds, which oh, is just totally. like right. wild to right, me, especially right, right. at like a soul fest or like a Wakan fest totally. or something like that. Because she's so transparent online. Mm-hmm. But then it's like when you're with your fans, like you don't want to seem like you don't appreciate them all the time, but you may not have the energy all the time to give that because you're giving yeah. so much of yourself. Girl, and it's yeah. like, it's it why I love yoga. It's about finding like that balance and yeah. like practicing that every day. It's That's something the yeah. diet and the right. this and the that and the work, you know, you know, having great productive days where you smash it all out, but then mm-hmm. like go and have fun at a show. Like right. like don't like don't live your life one way up, one way down. Totally. You know, and, and that's I think the best approach to having no regrets. Right. You know, we try every day. So what are you excited for coming up besides the shows? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. we have those three big shows. Do you have any other shows you want to tell the listeners about? Any new music mixes on the way? I mean, there's definitely lots of exciting shows, you know. But I guess, like, I'm most excited about locking in on some new music. Yes. Uh, yeah, so. You just kind of had a single come out, like, a month-ish, yeah, month, two months yeah, ago. Yeah, I was, like, super proud of that one because. I love the vocal sample. I Thank was listening. You. Every time I sit down with someone, I try and listen to their, like, For latest sure. music. I feel like it's it's very you. You yeah. know, like, it's very, it embodies, like, right. I, you can hear it go exactly in one of your sets. You know, I can and, like yeah, and I see opened the vision. with it at yep. Cervantes and I did this super cool mashup with it and it feels really good because, you know, I mean, I'm still working a lot of my original music and mm-hmm. like, I'm super proud of that one because it's, it really just like, it's, it flowed so naturally. Like, I know you know that feeling, you know, when that's some, it, you're like, some that's tracks, like, it. it's like, you're like months, like, mm, but like this one was just like. It just fl- 48 hours, 72 hours. Right. You're like, this shit is done. Yeah. And you just sit in the DAW, you sit down, and it's not even like, oh, I'm going to write a track today. Like, right. it's like, okay, we're just going to like open a new project, start from scratch. Yeah. Like, let's try and get a workflow right. going. And then it just comes out. Yeah. Like, I remember oh. I was like, I was feeling, I was feeling inspired because I was like rewatching Game of Thrones. I love orchestral instruments. I love, yeah. Um. So I was just like, do you like Game of Thrones? Um, yeah. Okay. I'm, so yeah, the Boy, soundtrack boyfriend took me all the way from yes. day one to to current. Yeah, big Game of Thrones, <laughs> yeah. big Witcher fan. Same. Like I like all of that. Oh god, that's my like favorite shit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I was feeling super inspired by that soundtrack and like just kind of sat down and like wrote out like the orchestral melody like in the background and. I don't even know where I was going with this, but that it, I love it. It no. just flew. It, it just like flowed out of me. Oh, I was gonna say that it's taken me a while to get to that point, though. Like, like I said, I've been working on myself a lot. Like these last few years, like the I released my debut EP in January, okay. um, and that was like a huge breakthrough moment for me because I'm not gonna lie. Like ever since I've started making music, I've been in my head a lot. Like. Mm-hmm. You get started and especially when you have yeah. this momentum going too. And and I think right. as you you continue to grow and like you're someone, God, you're gonna miss your flight. I'm saying one oh, more shit, thing. Oh shit, what time I'm is it? It's three forty five. But we'll go no, soon. I'm not gonna miss it. Um you know, it's 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 really like you're a perfect example of someone who's really honed the craft of DJ. And yeah. it's a very difficult craft. And I always, every time I sit down, I say, these are two different techniques right. that we are talking about. I feel like some people and think it's like easy. I'm like, it is not easy. No, no, no. And any major producer right. will go, I spend weeks on sets for things like EDC Las Vegas, yeah. for EDC Orlando, Halloween, da da da. It's 
not fucking easy no. at all, especially taking <laughs> your own music and going, okay, how do I wrap this around other people's music and how do I make these live edits? And especially like when they have live elements, like singing and stuff, like you want to be singing and then you don't have to rush back and press totally, play on something like, else. It's this whole show and it's not a band where you get 25 minutes, four or five you, songs, right. 90 minutes, 60 right. minutes. So exactly. you've honed that, but because your ability is so like advanced in my opinion, Thanks, I think it's open to these opportunities for you where it hasn't necessarily been that music front forward. Right. And then like in your mind, cause this happened for me with Ritz, same thing in your mind, it goes, well, they're expecting like an excision track out of me. Like right. they're expecting something that sounds like Grizz, like totally. they're, and, but like unique and me yes. and this stuff. And that's just not going to happen when you're making your own music. Of it's course. not going to fucking happen. Absolutely. Like, oh no. I, I hear what you're saying. Like I've come, I've just, I'm so at peace, like I was saying before. And I'm just like, I really, I'm just at a point, I just want to create what's me. And like, I know that's what people want to hear. They don't want to hear some regurgitated ideas of like another artist. Like, no, like they want what's you and what's raw. And I've like, I've really accepted that and just like gotten such a good headspace for creating lately. And it just makes me so happy because I used to doubt myself and kind of focus a lot on the external mm -hmm. instead of just like what, what's gonna that make you. what's gonna make me happy like mm -hmm. what's the sounds that make me happy and I'm I'm there right now baby I love it and that's why again <laughs> like the vibe attracts your tribe like yeah. people will like yeah. people that want to fuck with you are gonna like the music that you and put out and I want people to like me versa. for me yes. not like that's right. the only way to do it exactly this is wonderful we'll have to do another one in the future because we could talk for like five yes, hours I know I know I so appreciate <laughs> you send selective Nicole Let's thank you so so much for coming Thanks, on. Thanks, Lizzie. Thanks of for course. having me. Bye, guys. See you. <laughs>